Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Today we are looking at tourism and with staycations on the rise, many of us are spending more time in and around the UK. There could be short breaks, city breaks or even longer holidays with friends or family. What about accessible tourism? Well, Visit Scotland has been looking at that and it's all about making the experience more inclusive to all, especially those with disabilities. Chris McCoy is with us from the Visit Scotland's offices in Edinburgh. Chris, thank you for joining us. That's okay. So tell me, first of all, a little bit about Visit Scotland. I mean, I know it sounds quite sort of straightforward. You, you, you look after tourism, but that must be a huge responsibility. Yeah, it is. Well, we're the National Tourist Board, so we cover tourism in all shapes and sizes, international, domestic, and also events coming to Scotland as well. So it's a real mixed bag of things, but we are responsible for, uh, I suppose, if you like, selling Scotland to the world. And part of that sales pitch must be encouraging people to come here and stay repeated visits and, and really highlighting what the country has to offer. And much of that can be you know, sites to see, places to stay. But again, all that has to be something which is inclusive. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why we started a project about five years ago now, because we realised that certain parts of the industry were very accessible, but they weren't talking about it, which is part of the problem. And we've discovered as we've gone along, there's a lot of places that people can get to and things and things, places they can enjoy, but people don't really talk about it or give people enough information. And when we did a survey with disabled people back in 2013, we discovered that there were three things really that people wanted. The first was get the attitude right. You know, what sort of welcome do I get when I get there? And the second one was information. And for people with disabilities, information is absolutely vital because if they get somewhere they can't get in or they can't access it, then it becomes very frustrating. Whereas you and I, maybe if you haven't got a disability, you could be more flexible. But for people there, it's absolutely crucial. And people spend a lot of time searching on the internet, ringing up, trying to find a place to stay or places to go and visit. So we were trying to do that by working in partnership with the industry, with charity partners and with disabled groups to try and make this a better experience for everybody. So we are good at accessibility when it comes to coming to Scotland for for a holiday or a break or business, but but not really selling ourselves? I think so, yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of areas of good practice. I think there's lots of people that are not doing it, not because they don't want to, but because they don't really see the opportunity in the market. And we've actually said to people, you know, yes, there's two sides to this argument. There's a moral argument. Yes, it's always the right thing to do to be welcome and to welcome everybody. But the other side of the argument is that actually there is a business case for this because if you open up your doors to any more inclusive market, there will be more profit. There will be people coming from all over the world, you know, domestic tourism and international tourism to Scotland because people are looking for places to go. The last count, I think, from a recent survey that I I read last week was that the disability spend globally in the world stands at $8 trillion dollars. So there is a lot of money out there. (laughs) So we're trying to welcome some of that to Scotland and say, come and see us. But obviously we need to to know we need to make the place accessible. And that is for people with physical disabilities, but also with sensory disabilities as well and children with learning difficulties. And there's a whole raft. And part of the problem is, of course, there's such a diversity in disability. They're not just one homogenous group. 
within the disabilities, even within people with wheelchair users, there's such a difference of, of style, a difference of abilities. So we have to be really, really sort of flexible, I guess, in what we offer in our product. And um, some people can offer some, some people offer other others. And it's actually getting the information out there to make sure that people can do it. And of course, the law says on equality that we have to make reasonable adjustments for people. And I guess that's the word reasonable is always, always the question. Yeah, yeah. What what is reasonable yeah. adjustment? And and when you say you know there are so many different types of mm. disability or impairment out there, yeah. but it, it's amazing. You know the figure you quoted the mm. trillions uh, mm. in in disability spend around the mm. world. It's something we hear um, quite a lot. We talk about services or products for sale that um, people just don't think that the disabled market is one worth tapping into. But no. here you are. It's a huge one. Mm. It's a massive one. Yeah. I mean there was a survey done by Scope. I think uh, the extra cost. Can Mission that was commissioned by Scope in the UK, and I think they worked out that facility or businesses—that's everybody, not just tourism—that sort of banks, businesses, shops, etc.—were losing up to 180 billion pounds a month by not engaging with disabled customers. Now, for, for many of our listeners, Chris, um, who are, are visually impaired, including mm. myself, you know, it's it's yep. not so much a question of physical access to buildings no. and, and environments and so on. It can be more attitudinal changes yep. or making things more accessible in terms of, of text and even websites themselves. I mean, if mm. I'm going to go somewhere in the UK, I look at a website for travel, I look at a website for accommodation. If that website isn't accessible you know i'll tell other people don't go to that one go to this Absolutely. one because it's, it's much better mm. so is it getting that that message across that you know word of mouth it is a big thing as well mm, absolutely and we're trying to do that obviously with our own website here and we encourage businesses out there to make their websites accessible in a sense for screen readers and everything else so the, you know so the software will actually read it we have people obviously with dexterity problems as well who've got different types of screen readers that help them so, yeah, I mean, it is important. It's vital, I think. And you're right about the returning visitor because uh, people find places that they can access and they'll go back time and time again. And I think that's really important. And we've just done a complete access survey on our own website. And we're working with a company now to solve some of the issues. It wasn't right in the first place, but I think we're getting there. We've also got a brand new website that we'll be launching soon, end of November in Visit Scotland, which is all about making the industry being able to sort of go on the website, build an access guide, give the information that people need, and then the customer can go onto it. There's two sites to this website. The customer then can go onto the website and search for somewhere by services. So it means that someone like yourself who is visually impaired, you don't want to go through all the hotels in Edinburgh if you want to come for a weekend break about physical disability because you don't need that. But you need to know the ones who would give you the right attitude and the right, mm. the right sort of service for someone who's visually impaired. So if an access guide, when they build it, there's actual tags in the guide that actually say we use BSL or et cetera. And then we actually, and other places that we've got screen readers, our, our website's accessible. All that will be in the access guide and it'll be driven straight to you. If you search for that on that services, it will, those hotels have got those will come to the top. So it drives the business of the hotel that's got the best guide. So Visit Scotland obviously appreciates mm. this and understands what yeah. has to be done to gain a share of that market. Yeah. How do you get the message out to the B&B the &B owners or the travel owners? Or? We've done a series of workshops. We do things on big conferences. We just had a major conference in, uh, in Edinburgh this last week at the um, Rehabilitation International Congress. I spoke at that one. We had an EU international conference here in September. So we're trying to work across the board and work in different areas of Scotland. 
It is a big job. Um, we're sort of promoting it through our website, through our social media. So yeah, it's it's an ongoing process really, and it's a way of that is a challenge for us to get the message out because there's only myself and I have two staff in my team, so there's three of us. <laughs> so it's a big job. It's a big job, but obviously we're working with everybody else in Visit Scotland with our events teams, with our international teams and domestic teams. Chris, just finally then, if people would like to find out more information about Visit Scotland, then how do they go about doing that? For businesses, industry, for people working in industry, is to go on our visitscotland.org website, www.visitscotland.org. And if you wanted to find places to stay, is the visitscotland.com site, which is the consumer site. So it's all on there. And I said, um, hopefully within the next three to four weeks, on the .com site, there will be the new website for accessible tourism specifically which people can access through the .com site, which will give them lots of information about accessible websites and accessible places to stay. Well, Chris, let's hope the word does get out there for the visitors and indeed the service providers as well. In the meantime, thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.